continue our week two NFL betting sojourn, Penn and Houston, where we left off in the uh, the last hour of the show. Uh, talk about the Texans and Colts and C.J. Stroud added to the injury report for Houston with that shoulder. And Ken going to break saying, like, I don't think there's a big difference in the market between C.J. Stroud and Davis Mills. Uh, looks like the betting market agrees because it hasn't reacted really at all. Uh, Houston holding as a one-point favorite. So now that we kind of gave our analysis there, we're kind of like, hey, like, Indianapolis is going to get better as a result, and it's Davis Mills. Probably like the Texans in that spot. Uh but I think we think it's probably going to be Stroud. We'll find out on Sunday morning. Ken, any bets for you right now with Houston and Indy? I don't think so. Um, I just, I could see, just for the record, like I say, there's no difference between the two. If Stroud is officially declared out, I think you could see the Colts go to like a one-point favorite or a one and a half. Just, I think there'd be some move, even if it's like a, not we don't think it's correct or we don't think there's a big difference just like Flip a quarterback injury producing zero move whatsoever is very rare even if we don't think there's a big difference there's usually some kind of move in the market some kind of reaction but like that wouldn't create a bet like colts plus one to minus one i mean unless you're like on some kind of razor thin edge in this game like looking for something i don't know how that would create a bet um i actually think you could make a case that you would like davis mills more than stroud to start the year early in this game before stroud like gets more seasoning i think that's a potential case if the colts get bet but honestly for me nothing side total in this game i did make a bet earlier today and nick i texted you this so i just can share it on the show as well just always like to look especially early in the year at a lot of the ancillary markets for season leaders and stats and updated win totals there's so much interesting stuff going on early in the year in the nfl markets because the markets are constantly in this push and pull with like what we've already seen like a game or two games in philadelphia and minnesota's case and preseason expectations and what happens when things start to look way different than what we saw in the preseason or what happens when we think players are better than the market does or think players are worse than the market does i think all of us are starting to form some opinions like that right now I, based on what I saw against the Jacksonville Jaguars in week one, and what I thought before the year about Anthony Richardson, uh, I actually think he is live to lead the league in rushing touchdowns, which I know sounds like kind of weird, like a quarterback leading the league in rushing touchdowns. Uh, it's rare. Uh, Jalen Hurts tied for second last year in this statistical category. Jamal Williams obviously led the league and, you know, had like four touchdowns in one game, had a ton of vultured one yard touchdown runs and did lead the league. Jalen Hurts was tied for second. So I think in the right system, you know, the one Indianapolis is running, the same one that got Hurts tied for second last year with Anthony Richardson. I think he's actually kind of live. I don't think he's like gonna do it like it has to happen. But I mean, based on what you saw in week one, look how many opportunities is going to get down by the goal line uh, to potentially score some touchdowns with Shane Steichen's offense, obviously the produced that Jalen Hurts season last year. Uh, Richardson is 25 to one currently to lead the NFL regular season in rushing touchdowns. It's really about price. And I think he is a player that is still very difficult to handicap. So I think getting a big price on someone that we all don't fully understand yet or an offense we don't fully understand yet seems like it has a lot of room to drop as opposed to some more of like the known quantities that could definitely Tony Pollard or Hurts himself or anybody else could lead the league in touchdowns. Uh, bet Richardson 25 to 1. I believe that price is still available. Now, some people would call it a sin that Anthony Richardson did not have two rushing touchdowns last week and one at the Richardson? I... I would never go so far as to say such a thing. Something as trivial mm. as a touchdown in garbage time of an NFL game to be a sin. I would never say that. But I think there are some that might. <laughs> maybe I would too. Maybe. Maybe in the sin Just city. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, this total is getting bet up like a little bit, right? I talked about this earlier in the week. Maybe a contrarian over. Like I want to know who the Texans quarterback is going to be and see where the market settles before we do that. We'll talk about that on Sunday. I haven't done it yet, Ken. If I did it. Uh, 
I, I think I'm going to end up with the Colts ticket in this game. Just like the Texans are down, like their like their offensive line is Swiss cheese. They're down both starting safeties. And like, I thought Richardson acquitted himself pretty well. Like, I love your bet and your thought on Richardson and all the rushing touchdowns. Like, he's going to get those rushing touchdowns. Maybe he doesn't lead the league, but I hope he does for your bet. But like, I, I, I love your handicap there. Also, like, it's worth noting, he, I thought he acquitted himself really well as a passer last week. I think, like, I exceeded, like, everyone's expectations throwing the football. We talked about this with Brad, like, supporting Michael Pittman, supporting Josh Downs. I think he'll support Kylan Granson, their tight end this week. We'll talk about him coming up on Sunday. Uh, I like Anthony Richardson a lot. Stroud, a little bit more lukewarm on, even if he plays, if whether he doesn't or whatever. Uh, I'm going to end up with a Colts bet of some kind. I don't know what it is yet. We'll talk about it on Sunday, but I'll be in on Indianapolis. All right, uh, time for the weekly Howard, Nick, and Ken Wrong special as we move to Detroit, where the Lions, Ken, are four-and-a-half-point home favorites now against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Lions are going to be likely without tackle Taylor Decker in this game. Uh, Kanish talked about that when we had him on the air um, a couple hours ago. Uh, Seattle, though is going to be without, for sure now, it's confirmed, both starting tackles are out. So, so Abe Lucas is on IR. Charles Cross is also definitely out, ruled out on the injury report. So both backup tackles are going today for uh, on Sunday for the Seattle Seahawks. Jamal Adams is also out, Ken, for Seattle. So give us some line analysis here. What the hell are we doing here with the Lions and the Seahawks? Uh, this market opened Detroit minus 5.5. Uh, I bet Detroit 5.5 expecting this kind of injury report for Seattle. The market originally moved to six. And from that point on, for the last two days, a steady stream of Seattle money has come in. Now you wonder how much of that is the Decker injury and how much of it is just authentic interest in Seattle. This also moves the point spread back toward what it was projected to be last week before Seattle got throttled by the Rams, um, which was something more like three and a half. And uh, so you're always maybe going to get a little bit magnetic pull back to like what we thought it was going to be. Uh, oh, this is an overreaction. I really don't think that. Now, to be fair, this is exactly what happened with Seattle and the Rams on Sunday. Uh, I was dead wrong. I bet Seattle and they lost to the Rams. Now Seattle's involved in another game with kind of funky line movement, and I'm on the opposite side. Uh, I think Detroit gets a good home field advantage in this game. I think Seattle having no tackles would be bad in any game, but in that noise environment and against Aiden Hutchinson and the Detroit off uh, defensive line seems really bad. Uh, just some things, and Detroit has extra rest to prepare going into this game. Uh, Seattle played, it flies across the country. It just all seems like pro-Detroit stuff. And if I see that many things, I'm going to like that side. So I have Detroit 5.5. I do like them in the game, but uh, a lot of people apparently like the opposite side, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Ken said it all, so I don't have to. I agree completely. And uh, I, 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 so going into last week, I was expecting to be wrong with the Seahawks and Rams based on the line move. It was just a little pessimistic. I, I think that we're going to be right on this one. Like, I actually, I think Detroit's way good in this game. And maybe I'm wrong. I but hope like, you're I right. Just, for whatever it's worth, like, I felt pessimistic last week about the Seahawks and Rams. I feel optimistic this week about the Lions and Seahawks. That does not mean that the bet's going to win. Just we'll, we'll just see how it goes heading into heading into Sunday. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Big-ass power hour. Phenomenal football Friday. Uh, going through our bets and analysis week two NFL Sunday. Ken, let's go to Tampa with the Bucks and the Bears. Uh, Tampa, uh, as predicted by you, this would go down to 2.5. Tampa's uh, like 2.75, 2.5 minus 120. Uh, Chicago plus 2.5 uh, plus 100 at BetMGM. The total sitting here at 40 and a half. Injury stuff for Tampa. We thought that Kalijah Kansi, like one of their, their stud rookie defensive linemen, like might practice today and might go in the game. He did not practice. He's officially out on the injury report, as is corner Carlton Davis. So this actually turned out to be like not a great injury report for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, on defense and a pretty clean injury report right now, Ken, for the Chicago Bears. Uh, Bucks and Bears on Sunday. What do you got and why? Tampa minus 2.75. 
Yeah, this Open 3, Chicago 3 got bet as as often as the case with two bad teams playing each other and a perceived overreaction. Tampa wins. People think that they can't be a three-point favorite in the game. Uh, I, I've always been kind of same philosophy as uh, throughout the entire week. Really want two and a half, one ten to play Tampa uh, or something not as pricey as this to play Tampa, and we're really close to it. I think with that injury report for Tampa, we'll probably get it on Sunday, uh, and I will be looking to play Tampa. Uh, I don't know why you would play Chicago at a point spread when they basically have to win for you to win your bet, uh, and they never win, like ever. Like in two years, like never win, never win any games. And it's like, oh, what's Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles? Well, they won last week. They win. Why don't the Bears win anything, like ever? Um, I, I don't understand why you would back the Bears at this short of a number. I think you only want to play them in like backdoor kind of situations. Just my philosophy on them. Uh, I think they're among the worst teams in the league. And I think Tampa's bad, but not nearly as bad as Chicago is. Um, so maybe I'm wrong, and I don't want to bet three. Uh, and if you bet three on Chicago, you probably made a good bet. So uh, Tampa two and a half, one ten would be a bet for me. Like again, price squabbling. If you're like, I don't care about price, I'll bet two and a half, fifteen. Great, good for you. Um, we're gonna wait. Gonna find a way to play Tampa for a little bit. Uh, three, I would bet nothing in the game. I think if it's true, like what we talked about on the show on Monday, and if it's true, and like the Arizona Cardinals exist, and we'll see how the rest of the season goes for them. We'll talk about their game against the Giants coming up in a little bit. They were competitive. If it's true, Chicago's zero yeah, one on being competitive. Could have won. Yeah. If it's true that the Bears are going to be one of the worst teams, maybe not the worst team in the league again, because I think the Bears are actually trying to win. If the Bears are going to be one of like the two or three worst teams in the league, like I already told you earlier in the show, like I, I, I'm going to like Tampa against Philadelphia probably on week three. We'll see what happens this weekend, but I think it's going to be a big enough number that I'm going to like the Bucks. Like I, I think the Bucks are just like normal bad, like regular yeah. bad. Yeah, seven and ten bad. Uh, yeah, like, like the Bears might be like three and fourteen bad. Uh, so yeah, yeah. What, what would give you that uh, idea? Talk- what have they ever been three and fourteen before? Yeah. Like, Matt Matt Eberflus looks like he should be selling like used Winnebagos instead of coaching football. The guy <laughs> looks lost on the sideline. Used Winnebagos. Uh, yeah, I mean we we say all that and it's kind of like you know pound our chest about how bad the Bears are. Like I three I think is totally fine. I would not bet it. Tampa now like anything less than three where they kind of just have to win the game and I get that number. Uh, that's the thing that's appealing to me, not just like any bet on Tampa in general. Maybe uh, maybe we get a better effort from Chase Claypool in this game, or maybe he just won't play. We'll see. Yeah, uh, that's the Bucks play. and the Bears. Yeah. Well, if, if Matt Eberflus has any brains, Chase Claypool won't play. Maybe the rest of the season. Uh, Bills and the Raiders now in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is an eight and a half point home favor coming off the loss in Week One to so the Jets in like an insane game. The Raiders off the Week One win on the road in Denver. Injury report here. Remember on Wednesday we told you Devontae Adams didn't practice? Well, practice in full on Thursday and Friday. He is good to go. He is uh, off the injury report completely. Uh, Chandler Jones continues to, and again, like kind of hope like Chandler Jones is like okay. Like he's he's out for personal reasons here. Posting like weird stuff on social media about the Raiders owner Mark Davis. Bad news for the Raiders passing game, Ken. Jacoby Myers, who was amazing last week with Patrick Sertan kind of in blanket coverage on Devontae Adams. Myers caught two touchdowns. was maybe the star of the game offensively. Myers a bad concussion at the end of the game. He's officially been ruled out, didn't practice at all this week for the Vegas Raiders. So there's your injury report. Uh, Bill's an eight and a half point favor, total of 47. Yeah, man, I just, even with the, the point spreads we saw, like, I mean, the Bills are going to be, like, favored on the road against the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, who had a really high win total, and the Raiders are going to be, like, field goal or more dogs to Denver. 
Like I just, I this point spread's getting like a little crazy how far it's dropping. There's an eight on the board right now. Um, I may just lay Buffalo. We'll see how far this drops on Sunday. For now, uh, I've, as Nick used a quote from me earlier in the show, so you probably heard it. Tease Buffalo with anything that's not bolted down. Uh, some options to pair Buffalo with. So you'd go eight and a half to two and a half or eight to two and a two-team six-pointer. And as Sam said, watch the price you're paying. A lot of books change their teaser prices this year. Just make sure you're not getting gouged, please. Uh, a couple options I think make a lot of sense. Uh, the one that I've chosen is Pittsburgh up. Sam likes Chicago up, which I don't mind. I just don't like Chicago in the game. Uh, I think Pittsburgh up is really good. And I think Niners down is really good. Seven and a half to one and a half against the Rams would be another option. Um, mixing and matching some Bills teaser legs so far. Uh, I think it is possible that I will lay them on Sunday, seven and a half, eight, something like that. Uh, this, let's talk about overreactions. Like Buffalo isn't usually this against teams as bad as the Raiders at home. And I know it's a short week and there's some stuff going on, but like, I, I'm starting to really strongly disagree with this. I'm, I'm almost there on pulling the trigger on Buffalo. Uh, we'll talk more about this game on Sunday. For now, I agree with the Buffalo move and the teasers, Ken, for sure. Really interesting prop conversations in this game. And I'll say this. If you're out there listening, watching, and you like Vegas in the game, I think I think you almost have to bet Josh Jacobs to go over his rushing yards. Like, that's how Vegas stays in the game, is you keep Josh Allen right. on the sidelines. And, like, the, the Buffalo did get gouged on the ground last week by the Jets, and Jacobs, obviously, like, a really capable running back. And then in the Bills' pass-catching group, I think the question you have to ask yourself is, prop betting for this game. Like, Sean McDermott basically said, like, like called out Gabe Davis after the game. Like, Gabe Davis needs to play better. Is this going to be a game where, like, they're going to attack Davis early and often? And, I mean, the Bills are going to get Davis the ball. Or... Is Davis going to start getting phased out a little bit in favor of maybe like Deontay Hardy or Trent Sherfield or maybe the rookie tight end out of Utah, Dalton Kincaid? We'll talk more about this coming up on Sunday. I think it's a really interesting like game within a game discussion for Buffalo and the Las Vegas Raiders. On the other side, we'll continue our breakdown of Week 2 NFL Sunday. We'll get through a lot of games in the next segment, but we're going to start with a rematch of the AFC Divisional Round game. This time played in Jacksonville, Kansas City at the Jaguars. Some line movement happening right now in this game. We'll tell you about it on the other side and give you all our picks or analysis for all the games still left on the board. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.